okay. So, man, it has been a day. And Trump hasn't even made his announcement less than 24 hours. And everybody has got an opinion. And a lot of people are just, the filter is gone. The anger is out. And we are seeing something that I think a lot of people were not ready for on both sides. And when I say both sides, I mean both sides of our side. Okay? Guys, man, I have been reading your comments. I have been getting your messages. I've been getting messages from friends. I have been, uh, man, here's, I'm going to break some stuff down for you. But this is what I need you to do as you listen to this video with me. Let's have a conversation. (laughs) What I am seeing is very, very childish behavior. And I mean extremely childish behavior. And what's, it's worse than just childish behavior. People have removed, like I said, they've removed the filter. They are saying the first thing that comes to their mind, they are letting their emotions dictate what they say and their opinions. We are seriously watching in in the Patriot movement, people's emotions dictating their opinions. That's how we got into this mess. And I'm going to equate it to this. Everybody knows that if you get into a relationship and you marry somebody because they just make you feel, they just make me feel, and you don't stop and think, this person is not going to get into the word of God with me. This person does not have the same beliefs as me. This person has a whole history of X, Y, Z. You're not thinking any of that. Love covers a multitude of sins. Okay? Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, something, something. That lovey-dovey feeling that y'all had for Trump, and y'all know you did, do not deny it. Oh, I I really didn't. I mean, for a long time. I, I just, I kind of went along with it, but I knew, I knew. Give me a break. Y'all went to the rallies. Y'all drove in the caravans. Y'all did everything. Oh, I just love Trump. I just feel that he is just the best thing since last bread. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling like a Stevie Wonder moment here. Okay, just close your eyes. Feel the tune. Love the Trump. Right? This is how all y'all felt about Trump. And then he starts to do things that you don't like because you didn't take into stock. His history, you just loved him so much. And now we're here. You're married to him. I'm sorry. We voted in Trump in 2020. That's what happened. And this video won't stay on Facebook. Okay? You're in it. This is the decision that you made. So we have to stick with it and fix it. It's time for the marriage counseling part of the mega movement. Okay? Now is you didn't bring God in in the beginning. And you just made a decision based on feeling 
And yes, I know Trump was supposed to be president in 2016. He was voted into office. Trump was was supposed to be president. That was God. I know that Trump was voted into office in 2020. But the church has failed. And I've got to tell y'all something. I'm receiving messages from people who are, they're fed up with Trump. Trump's a liability. And this is, I'm receiving a lot of good messages too. I'm addressing the childish ones right now. And they're not all childish. Actually, there, there's a lot of sound-minded questioning going on. And I want to address that. Okay. What do you, how do you reconcile a Trump 2024 run with what happened in 2020 with Project Warp Speed, with the jabs, with the lockdowns, with the Trump bucks, and, and the fact that he hasn't repented from any of that, right? A lot of people in the, in our movement are very upset at Trump. And they feel betrayed by Trump. A lot of people feel that Trump should have done more in between November of 2020 and January of 2021. Right? I get all of that. I feel all of that. But just because I feel a certain way is not going to dictate what I do and what I see the spirit of the Lord saying, guys, and I know I say that a lot in the video. I'm going to stop. I'm going to try to stop. I don't know if I can stop. I'm going to just call y'all. I just say, guys, that's what I do. This is a Bible. I don't care what version. This is the founder's Bible. This is the Geneva Bible in my little cover here. I've got the amplified Bible over there. I don't care what Bible it is. Before you start harping on all of your upsetness, open this, reflect on this, and recognize that the only way that COVID came in and onto the scene, the only way that the lockdowns happened, the only way that the vaccine was able to be implemented was not because of Trump. It was because the body of Christ dropped the ball. Yes, Trump has made mistakes. Yes, Trump needs to repent from those. But we are ultimately responsible because we told Trump as the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, we said, we got your back. We are with you. We are going to pray for you. We are going to make sure that you are covered in a hedge of protection And Trump went forward. So somewhere in all of this, even if you don't feel personally responsible, guess what? You're part of the body of Christ and the whole body of Christ is responsible. This falls on us. 2020 never would have happened if the church had been in the place that the church needed to be in to stop it. But we are so busy having one foot in the world almost two, and just saying, well, if I read my Bible a little bit and I go to church a little bit and I praise a little hallelujah and sing some Bethel music, I'm doing my job. Wrong. Trump is one man. 
one man. And this has nothing to do with that one man who we put in office as president should be a direct reflection of the body of Christ. So if Biden is in office, it is a direct reflection of the body of Christ letting it happen. It's all on us. It falls squarely on our shoulders. Now, I I know this sounds a little heavy, but I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with all of you saying this. I'm not pointing my finger. And that's what has to stop. I am hearing so much prideful, arrogant, sanctimonious comments from people. So upset that Trump runs for office. Have you not been watching our show? Have you not been listening to us since the start of this year? And maybe you haven't. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I really am truly glad you're here. Okay. What we've been saying is these seats from the presidential seat, congressional, Senate, a speaker of the house, all the way down to dog catcher, everybody that is representing people in your states, all of those seats are either going to be held by a demonic principality and force or the kingdom of God. And it does not matter if Trump holds the seat or Biden holds the seat. What did I just say? It doesn't matter if it's Biden, if it's Trump, if it's Kamala, if it's, if it's Pence, if it's Ron DeSantis, if it's whoever. If we do not, as the kingdom of God, go in beforehand and kick that ruler and principality out of the seat and then maintain it and stand guard around it, then whoever sits in that seat is going to be doing the will of Satan. So you can get Trump in office. Go ahead, get him in office like we did. We did it once. And what happened? We dropped the ball, we dropped our guard, and we did not keep that ruler and principality out of that presidential seat because we just, hands off, well, Trump's got it, and if it fails, it's on you, Trump. What? No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so at all. This is on us. So what do we do, Michelle? How do we fix this? Where do we go from here? Well, first of all, number one, many of you need to just for a second. Because yes, I come on here and I do these videos. (laughs) But most of the time, I am in the presence of God. I am in his word. I am quieting myself and I am asking him what his will is in this moment. Speak to me. Show me. What are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? I've got reams and reams of journals of words from God where God is speaking to me and pouring himself out to me. If every, you know how they always say, I just saw this on somebody's website, right? I need 65 people to give a thousand dollars. That's cool. I can dig it, right? Because we all understand crowdfunding. We get that but we don't get crowd praying. If everybody in the kingdom of God understood their authority, when Jesus said, all power and authority has been given unto me, go therefore and make disciples amongst what? All nation, including our own here in the United States. If everybody understood that we can say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, then it happens. And I say this 
ad nauseum, and I know you guys are getting sick of me saying it, but it's true. I'm going to say it until we get it. In the Bible, governments always represent, or excuse me, mountains always represent government. So Jesus is directly talking about a government, speaking to a government and throwing it into the sea. We have the power. We reign as kings and priests. This kingdom, Jesus set, came to bring a kingdom. Did you know that the kingdom of God is here right now? Jesus said that countless times. We're not waiting on Jesus to come back, pie in the sky and rescue. He did already. He did it 2,000 years ago. He came, he gave us all this stuff. It's our job to expand the kingdom of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray God's will that's in heaven here on earth. This is not Trump's responsibility. I am praying for Trump to have a radical salvation. I am praying for Trump to repent from the jab nonsense. I am praying for, for, for Trump to repent from a lot of things, actually. Meanwhile, I'm repenting. It's not enough to just ask Trump to repent and to have, well, look what he did. What, are, is anyone self-assessing where we dropped the ball here? Because I can guarantee you that this is not on Trump's shoulders. What did I say? Yes, he will be held accountable for the jab and for all of that. But how did Biden get in? Because Trump let him? No, because the body of Christ let him. How did COVID-19 get in? How did Agenda 21 get in? How did all of that stuff happen on our watch? We are told in the Bible that we need to be watchmen. Where was the church saying, whoa, here comes globalism. Whoa, here comes Klaus Schwab. Whoa, here comes all this stuff. We're doing it now. Thank God it's not too late. We are doing it. But we have to continue in it and we have to repent for not doing it before. Okay? Like seriously. We have to, and so many people, I, I was reading some comments from, from the video that Lee and I did last night, and it seems to me that a lot of people were thinking that Leah and I are focusing on Trump, like, oh, it's got to be Trump. Trump's got to run. It, it's all on Trump. And I was like, I was kind of commenting back. I'm like, I think some of you guys missed the whole point of the video that we did yesterday, that it literally, and I mean quite literally, has nothing to do with Trump. I don't care who it is. I don't care who is our president in 2024. I don't care what their name is. I don't care what their background is. Here's what I care about. That they will do and accomplish the will of God from that presidential seat. And 2024 is 700 and some odd days away. We have to start doing this right now because here's the deal. If we understood that with the power of our words, we can say to the mountain, the government that exists right now be cast in the sea. Boom. Guess what, guys? Everybody's so upset about the election stuff. You're so upset that it happened. And I get it. It is. It does feel like a gut punch. But the children of Israel were up against the Red Sea. And it was an impossible thing to cross that Red Sea. And God did something completely against nature, divided the waters, and they walked across. Now, if you're not a Christian and you don't believe any of these stories, 
I really can't help you. This maybe this channel is not for you, or maybe it is. You should tune in. But I base my worldview as a biblical worldview. And we are only going to win this as the body of Christ if we continue to do that. And so if we're viewing things with a biblical worldview, meanwhile, looking at the way that the world does things and thinking to ourselves, but they're winning. Yeah, it sure looked like the Egyptians were winning when they chased after Israel and had them against the Red Sea. It's like, boom, we gotcha. Ha! But God always has a way out. We just have to be willing to do what it takes to seek him and find it. If we are backed up against a wall, there's something called the appeal to heaven flag. It's a pine tree. It goes back to the founding fathers era where they understood. John Locke understood. And if you don't know who John Locke is, then you literally are not doing your job. You need to know our founding fathers. You need to know who they were reading when they formed and drafted our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And when they decided to wage war against a tyrannical government overseas. If you don't know those things, then how can you stand in judgment against a Trump? Stop. Stop judging. Just stop. The only people that you are allowed to judge right now, I'm telling you this, take my word for it or whatever. All right. And when I say judge, I mean using judgment to say, okay, that is 100% wrong. And then hurling insults at it. A Nancy Pelosi, a Kamala Harris, a Joe Biden. But right now within the Patriot Movement, if you want to call out that somebody is doing something wrong, that's fine. But if you're going to do it in a childish way and then not actually have an answer, I don't have time for you. Like legitimately don't like nobody has time for you. Just step aside. We don't want you here. Seriously, the big kids, the adults in the room are going to handle this. Okay. The big kids can sit down. You're, you're, you're literally a bunch of big kids. The adults in the room are going to take care of this. It is time for the body of Christ to take this in hand and cross the Red Sea. And we need voices and we need people that are speaking out truth and saying, guys, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I don't care what it looks like. They can commit all acts of heinous crime. They can crucify the son of God and it can look like all is lost. But the grave couldn't hold him. That power lives inside of you and it lives inside of me. So don't tell me just because they commit all sorts of, of heinous crimes and tyranny in 2020 and in the 2022 midterms that we don't have all power and authority to raise it from the dead. Seriously. Like, that's the moment that we're at. I don't care. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside of us. Do not listen to the lies. Do not listen to the naysayers. The Bible says something. It's it's very important that we miss and we, we look over a lot. It says, don't look at their faces. Why? 
Why don't look at their faces when they laugh at you, when they say all kinds of all manner of uh, what does it say in the Bible? All manner of accusations against you and they persecute you and they try to throw you in jail, which they've done when they throw you in an in Internet jail. Don't pay them any attention. Do not look at the way that things look, because that's the thing that the world doesn't understand about Christians. To me, this is not a political thing. I could be living in any other era, in any other time, and dealing with any other group of people. And it wouldn't matter. My goal would still be the same. Expand the kingdom of God. Bring God's will on in heaven, on earth. Church, we've missed the mark if that's not our goal. We're missing the mark if our goal isn't to just bring God's will on earth as is in heaven. What is God's will? And this is how it crosses over to the political realm. We, as the body of Christ, have to be taking in hand these spiritual forces right here on earth. And then it will manifest in the political. So, I know that God's will is not to have children's genitals cut off. That's pretty basic. So that will represent and manifest itself as, as we take it in hand in the body of Christ and say, absolutely not, not in our nation, not in the kingdom of God. No way. I know that it is God's will that every conceived child is born and not brutally murdered in the womb, which is supposed to be the safest place on earth for the most vulnerable beings. I know that that's God's will. So when we as the church take it in hand spiritually, it will manifest itself in the physical, in our laws, in the political, in society. There are countless things that seem like political issues when all they are is moral issues that we make a declaration in the kingdom of God and in society and say, this is how it's going to be. And then the laws can codify it. That's fine. That's a good thing. It's a good thing if the laws codify what we know is the moral high ground based on the word of God. It's a good thing when we declare something and then our representatives manifest what we are saying, you must represent us. So what if I told you that our representatives really do represent us? And what I mean by that is they represent what we've allowed. Here's the interesting thing. We had a red wave. It was giant. It was the blood of Jesus all across this nation in 2020 and in 2022. It was probably bigger than even what we know. And I don't mean on paper. I mean, we all know what happened. Bigger than probably what you're imagining. Which means that enough people have have woken up to politically transform. Wow, this is a word from God I just got right now as I'm talking to you guys. Let me finish that sentence. To politically transform our nation. 
It should be that the church leads the way. But right now, we have the church following the patriot and political movement. So what do you mean by that, Michelle? What I mean is, and I'll probably have to take this video down off of Facebook, and that's fine. Because I want to be able to speak freely. What I mean by this is, we all know what happened. We put forward, and I want to rewind this back to the primaries, okay? Forget what just happened November 8th. If you go back to the primaries, if we had gotten the candidates that we, the people, wanted, minus the outside influence of the millions of dollars from the McCarthy's and the Mitch McConnell's and the really bad endorsements by Bob, Donald Trump, which they were terrible, most of them, by the way. So if, if Donald Trump had not endorsed the rotten candidates that he did, and McCarthy and McConnell had not funded candidates that were that were running against Patriot America First candidates, we the people would have put forward the most righteous, amazing, incredible people and just swept the board with power of God Patriot candidates. So I'm getting to the word that God just spoke to me as I was speaking this to you. I'm laying the groundwork. So that means that the people and the patriots are ready for the righteous, godly candidates. And they're ready to put them in. But only the church has the key and the church is just standing there like this. I'll just let it do your thing. We'll just watch. We'll see what happens. The church is the only one that can open the key to allow all of that to happen. We have to be going forward. Now, how many of y'all people have read the book of Joshua and the battle of Jericho? Do you know what they did? They, they, they literally marched around the camp. It says, um, then Joshua rose early in the morning. He saw the sons of Israel. They set out. They come to Jordan. They lodge there. At the end of three days, the officers go through the midst of the camp and they command the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God and, and carrying it, you shall set out from your place and go. Um, hang on. Let me get to the right spot here. That's not the right spot. Hang on. Wait a minute. Let me rewind. This is the Founder's Bible, so there's a lot of stuff in the middle here. No, that should be right. That should be the right spot. All right, so God says to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. Moreover, this is what I'm getting to. This is really good. Command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Now, so once again, we see... So we saw the children of Israel cross over the Red Sea on dry land. Once again, they actually have to do another crossing. The priests come in. The priests go forward. They stand in the water. And again, the water parts. Okay? So as soon as the feet of the priests that carry the ark 
enter into the water, okay, then the waters will rise that are flowing down and they will stand in one heap. So they did. If the priests had not gone forth first, don't get where I'm going with this. If the priests had not gone forth first to stand in the water, the waters would not have parted. We are at a moment where the priests and we reign as kings and priests. We are the priests. If we don't go in first and stand in the water and have God part the Red Sea, it doesn't matter what the will of the people is, even if they want the most righteous candidates, even if they want the best laws. If the church drops the ball, nobody crosses on the dry land. It doesn't matter who we've got behind us ready to go in. We're going to cross on the dry land. We're going to go. We're going to march around Jericho. The walls are going to come tumbling down. All that stuff's about to happen. But unless the priests stand in the water first... It doesn't happen. So that's what I'm saying. The Patriots are far out front of the church right now. Why? Why? The church needs to get in their rightful spot. So last night I got a prophetic word from the Lord that it happened. Trump came out and Trump's at the, at the pace that, that, that he needs to be at whatever. We'll fix Trump. God will fix Trump. And as we do what we need to do, God will fix him. So we've got Trump right here. We're on a horse race. God spoke to me that last night, the church took that, that inside track in a horse race and went around and took the lead. Now, in this horse race, Trump's on our team. Okay? We've got multiple horses in this race. It's nice to have multiple horses in a race. We've got multiple horses in this race. Trump's on our team. Okay. And we're going to finish, finish first and second, but the church is going to be first and then Trump can be second. The Patriot movement can be second, but the church must be first. I want to change it from America first to church first, kingdom of God first, America second. Okay. So guys, you're going to see moving forward the body of Christ really take a lead and the Patriots because they don't have, and, and, and the Patriots can join the body of Christ, right? But the Patriots that are not true righteous believers in their word every single day, talking to God, communing with God, trying to find answers, trying to fix this thing. You're going to see a, a real pulling away as the church takes the lead and the Patriots in the, are in the back. And I need you guys to be patient with them because they're angry. They're bitter. They are like a hurt dog backed in a corner and they're just biting at everything that they see. I'm seeing it in the comments. People that have followed us for a long time that aren't Christians. There's not that many of them because most of y'all are solid believers. They're upset. They're angry. They don't have answers. And, and all they have is this hopelessness. Without God, you are hopeless. Without God, we are looking at, really, uh, we are backed up against a wall right now without God, okay? And and the good news is that there is God, and He's gonna, and we are going to win this. But for one second, if we take God out of the scenario, 
I'm not upset at the people and their reactions because without God, it sure as heck is as hopeless as you're saying that it is. Agenda 2030, all the chips, Yuval Noah Harari saying we're all going to just be, you know, autonomous robots. I don't think I said the right word, not autonomous. Autom- what is the name of automated? Automated robots, right? Without God, that's where we are headed. You know, the internment camps that everybody's talking about. I mean, I once read, I think it was a Glenn Beck book. Um, I think it was called Agenda 21. No, it wasn't. Is that what it was? Anyway, it was, it was a terrible book. And I would say that to Glenn's face. Like, it was just awful. I don't know why we finished it. I say we because I think we read it as a family. <laughs> I think Lee and I did. It was awful. But, it, but he portrayed these camps and everybody's wearing the same outfit and eating the same food and 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 that's where they want us are you seeing what's happening in china right now that's what they want for us and without the power of god truly guys patriotism in and of itself is not a strong enough force to stand up against what what they're doing it's just not it is pure satanic evil these drones going around in china flying around these you know apartments in there because all they do is live in cities and telling people they can't leave their homes. They have them in, in these COVID camps still. Right? Like, without God, we are headed down the path of every conspiracy theorist that you ever heard. Okay? But God. And thank God. And this isn't just about America, because we have a world audience. And so I want to encourage you. We had on... Pastor Sharam Hadian last night, and I would encourage you guys to go and watch that video. He's a former Muslim turned pastor. He and his family fled Iran before the regime change in 78, 79. He was very young. He got saved in 1999. He's been in the ministry ever since. And we talked about the revival that is happening in Iran right now. Did you know that per capita, the greatest number of salvations in the entire world happening in an exponential growth is happening in Iran right now. And it just so happens that while they're having this amazing revival and all these underground churches, they're also having a revolution. That right there is the exact evidence that I'm talking about. That when you have revival spreading in your nation, it will manifest in the political. But until you have that revival in your nation, the political is useless. It is worse than useless. So we said this morning on Real America's Voice with Ed Henry and Karen Turk. He's like, okay, so how do we fix 2020 and then focus on 2024? And Leah's like, well, you got to multitask. So the church right now, we have to multitask. But here's the good news. There's two teams. We're one. There's two sides to this team. And we need to join together as one, but we can each do the job that we are set out to do. So we've got the patriots and we've got the church. The patriots have led this thing. Now it's time for the church to lead this thing. So the patriots can, can continue, and I count myself as, as both, 
And there are a lot of us that cross over that line. The Patriots can continue to do the on the ground fight, fighting the election shenanigans and, 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 and putting in great candidates and, and, and doing that fight while the church does their job. But what's been happening is the Patriots have been doing this and the church has just been like, well, I, I do pray for Trump. I, I do pray for our country. I mean, I, I pray, I pray. Well, have you pulled your kid out of public school yet? It's just a question. Have you told other people to pull their kids out of public school? Because we're here. Because we have allowed the devil to become the full-time educator of our society. And then we sit back and we go, well, I I just don't know why they stole this election. I don't know how that happened. When you let the devil in to educate your children, the most vulnerable in your nation, and then you wonder how your nation gets off track. Guys, this this has been happening for the past 100 years plus. We dropped the ball. Our ancestors did anyway, because I don't think anybody that's watching here was alive in 1913 when we let the Federal Reserve in. We dropped the ball when it came to the compulsory public school system in Massachusetts back in the late 1800s. And we continued to allow. We dropped the ball when they took prayer out of school. We dropped the ball with Roe versus Wade and we picked that one back up again. We have continuously, as the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, been dropping the ball for over a hundred years in the United States. And then we want to sit back and go, I don't know what's going on. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. It doesn't matter whether you did it or not. You got to fix it. It doesn't matter if somebody wrecks their car into your house. You've got to fix it. Okay? It doesn't matter if your septic system failed and that's not your fault. You've got to install a new one. I, I, it's called being an adult. That's, 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 it's what we do. It's, it's called being a responsible person. Okay. You're welcome. Eve. Eve says, wow, this is a major revelation for me. Thank you, sweet sister, for taking this time with us with this revelation God has given you and sharing it. My, my, I'm glad this is resonating with you. I am right here with you guys and I'm preaching this to myself. And I mean that because we are compatriots. I don't like the word comrades. Very Nazi. We're compatriots. The word patriot in it. We are in this together. And I'm going to, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to end with this. Don't go anywhere. Cause this is going to be the best part of the whole thing that you stayed for. Okay. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. And if you find that listening to the, to, to a video, like, well, I listened until, until she opened up the scripture and then it got boring and I got to go. Well, then you're not going to help us fix our country. We know you're out. We need the people that are hungry for the word of God. We need the people that are ready to listen to the word of God, not just some fancy word that tickles our ear because somebody sounds charismatic and they, and they get us fired up. But when it comes to the actual word of God or praise and worship, we tune it out because we don't really want to hear that part because that's kind of boring. I need people and I need fellow fighters that are hungry for the word of God. When you're laying in bed at night, you can't wait to get up in the morning because you get to open up that word and God gets to reveal himself to you. Those are the people that are going to fix this thing. Not the people that are like, well, but once it gets to the, the word of God and the prayer part, I, I, bye. I need, I'm sorry. I need other, I need everyone else that's ready to, 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 to listen to this. Okay. Hebrews 11 and 12. 
all of you need to take time to read this because these are the greats that went before us. And you will find a theme throughout this. By faith, by faith, by faith. So do me a favor, everyone that's tuning in right now, give me a chance. Do not turn this off as I'm reading the word of God and see what it does in you because you're used to turning it off as soon as someone opens up scripture because we don't want to hear the word of God. Well, if you don't want to hear the word of God, then you don't want to act on it either. We're going to go to Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the grounds of things which are hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. For by it, our elders, those are the people that went before us, were well reported of. Through faith, we understand that the world was ordained by the word of God. That's, and that goes back to my video that I did the other day. The word of God, speaking out the things of the Lord. That is our job. Jesus was the word and he spoke 6,000 years. You and I still live. When a woman gets pregnant, a child is born. When a, we keep pigs and chickens, they lay an egg, they fertilize it. We've got little baby chicks. The grass grows, the trees drop their leaves, the snow falls. All of that is into existence. And happens right now because of the word of God. So the power, and we are created in his image. And so what we say has power. So you guys have to stop with the cursings. Because what we say changes things. Out of the same mouth flow blessings and cursings. These things should not be. That's a scripture. Like I said, stick with me. The word of God is the most powerful force in the universe. Because it created the universe. So when we speak it. As I'm reading this and you guys are going with me and you're in agreement, we are making changes in the cosmos. So the world was ordained by the word of God so that the things which, which we see are not made of the things of, you know what I got to do? Hang on. Don't go anywhere. I understand that I've got people that are watching and the Geneva Bible is not going to be it. I'm not going to be a quick enough translator to translate it into something that's understandable. So we're the these and the thous and the those. And I get it. And I understand that that's really hard to to read. Okay. So here's my my Bible on on Hebrews 11. See all the highlights and underlines because it's really good. Oh, stink bug. Okay. All right. So let's go back. By faith, we understand the world's during. And this is the amplified version. So stick with me. The Amplified Version is way easier to understand. They go back to the original Greek and Hebrew and and put in more meaning there that would be in the actual description of the word. That's what the Amplified Bible is. So it's, it's a little wordy, but it does make it easier to understand. For by faith, trust... No, no, here we are. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put into order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So that what we see is not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain because of, um, it was testified of him that he was righteous, that he was upright and in right standing with God. And God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts. And though he died, he was, he is still speaking. What? Wait a minute. Abel died, and though he died, he's still speaking. And what what we're talking about there is that God said that Abel's blood cried out to him. Okay? This is, this is so powerful. Because of faith, 
Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven so that he did not have a glimpse of death and he was not found because God had translated him for even before he was taken to heaven, he received testimony still on record that he had pleased and been satisfactory to God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him for whoever would come near to God must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those that earnestly and diligently seek him out. I stand on that word and each and every single one of us need to do that. He who would come to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him out. That means that when it comes to these elections, when it comes to our nation, God rewards those that diligently seek him out. So if our nation is not being rewarded, then we're not seeking him out enough. Come on and go with me, guys. Prompted by faith, Noah, being forewarned by God concerning events of which had as yet there was no visible sign took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. <clears throat> By this, his faith, which relied on God, he passed judgment and sentenced the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness, that relation of being right into which God puts the person who has faith. Now, wait a minute. This is an intense verse. We are in Hebrews 11. And I'm glad you guys are sticking with me. Noah sentenced and passed judgment on the world's unbelief through his belief. Whoa. You want justice? You want justice for Fauci? You want justice for Hillary? You want all that stuff? How do we pass judgment on this world? By believing that God can do what he said when it doesn't look like it's possible. There was no visible sign that there was going to be a flood worthy of the ark that Noah built. And yet by his obedience to God, he passed said sentence and judgment on the world's unbelief. And then he became an heir and possessor of righteousness. That's what the church needs to do. We become heir of what the, of, of the whole world, essentially, by doing what Noah did. Verse eight, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, he obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. By faith, he dwelt as a temporary resident in the land which was designed in the promise of God. Though he was like a stranger in a strange country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs with him in the same promise. For he was waiting expectantly and confidently, looking forward to the city which has fixed and firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. So Abraham was given a promise. I have been given a promise of a godly, righteous nation. So I am going to go in by faith and possess the land until I see that materialized just like Abraham, just like Isaac and just like Jacob. If you guys want to follow along and I said, y'all need to stick with the word of God because if you don't want the word of God and you're leaving because I don't want to hear the word of God, I just want to hear something ooey gooey that makes me feel good. Then you're not meant to be in this fight with us. 
And you actually are meant to be in this fight with us. You just need to get yourself aligned with God until you start craving the word. Because of faith. I'm starting to sound a little bit harsh like Stella Emanuel. Dr. Stella, love her so much, but she says stuff like this. And I do have a lot of grace, but th there's no time. I, we don't have time to mess around with people. This is like Gideon's army, right? God whittled down Gideon's army because there were people that were liabilities and we've got people in this Patriot movement and we are finding, I'm telling you what, this is a straight up word from God. Just God's downloading this to me right now as I'm speaking to you, as this was supposed to be a short video. What happened in 2020, what has happened continuously since then, and what happened in the midterms is God not just whittling down, because I don't believe that we're coming down to small numbers, but he's weeding out those that are a liability to the righteousness of God, because you cannot accomplish the will of God unless you are covered in the armor of God, which is the helmet of salvation. So you've got to be saved. You got to have the breastplate of righteousness on. You got to have a righteous life because that protects all of your vital organs. You got to have the belt of truth. You have to be completely honest. You have to be telling and speaking out the truth. You have to have the shoes of the gospel of peace, of good news. You have to have the sword of the spirit. You have to have the shield of faith, right? So if you don't wake up every day and, and be putting on all that armor of God, you are not going to be able to stand with us in this battle. You're a liability. So either start putting on the armor of God or go sit on the bench while we take care of this. That's what God is literally saying. Guys, this is happening because I am whittling out. And I also gave a word last night. I'm going to give it again. The pit that the enemy has dug for you, they will fall in. And just like Haman's gallows were built for Mordecai and then he was hung on them. God said to me directly last night, the reason why all of this stuff has been continuing to happen is because the, the pit has not been dug deep enough and there aren't enough gallows built. So you've got to let them finish digging their pit that they've dug for us, that they're going to fall in and you've got it. So it's deep enough that they can't come out and you've got to let them finish building all the gallows. And I don't mean physical ones. I mean, spiritual ones. Okay. Let's keep reading. Cause this is, this is just getting good. So from one man, Though he was physically as good as dead, meaning he was old, there have sprung descendants whose number is as the stars of heaven and as countless as, as the innumerable sands in the seashore. These people all died controlled and sustained by their faith, but not having received the tangible fulfillment of God's promises, only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith, and all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon this earth. Now, those people who talk as they did show plainly that they are in search of a fatherland, their own country. If they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, Egypt... They would have found constant opportunity to return to it. This may take us a while to get through this because I've got to stop at so many of these points because this is really good. We are finding in this moment, in this movement right now, that there are Abrahams, there are Isaacs, there are Jacobs, there are Enochs, there are all of these people that we have just mentioned. And we're going to read about more of them as we continue. And then there are the doubters who are not doing what they did and they are finding constant and countless and innumerable ways to return to the slavery. I had people, someone left a comment last night 
you girls are just returning to Egypt with, with, with Trump. I said, you missed the whole point of that whole video that we just did. If you think that me saying we are the righteousness of God, the kingdom of God, and we are going to expand and take this whole thing back spiritually is me returning to Egypt because I am following those that have gone before us. And I hope that I am worthy to be counted among such righteous men and women who went before us. Dying eventually controlled and sustained by my faith and not having received it. But I will receive the tangible fulfillment because Jesus has now come for them. Jesus had not come yet. The promises and only having seen it and greeted it from a great distance by faith and all the while acknowledging and confessing that they were strangers and temporary residents and exiles upon this earth. We live out of heaven. But that doesn't mean we give up on earth. That means we call down heaven to be manifested here on earth. If they had, I just, if they had been thinking with homesick remembrance of that country from which they were immigrants, they would have found constant opportunity to return to it. If you're listening to people right now that are negative, that are, that, that, that are not speaking out what the spirit of God is saying, that this is the, those are these people finding constant opportunity to return to the land of slavery. But the truth is that they were yearning for and aspiring to a better and more desirable country. That is a heavenly one. For that reason, God is not ashamed to be called their God. I want God not to be ashamed to be called America's God. That's the, that's the line in the sand that I'm drawing. Even to be surnamed their God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for he has prepared a city for them by faith. Abraham, when he was put to the test, while the testing of his faith was still in progress, had already been, had already brought Isaac for an offering who he had gladly received and welcomed God's promises was ready to sacrifice his only son of whom it is said through Isaac, shall your descendants be reckoned for uh, he reasoned that God was able to raise him up. And we're going to stop here in a mes- and break this down because this is happening right now before our eyes. For he reasoned that God was able to raise him up from the dead. Indeed, in the sense that Isaac was figuratively dead, potentially sacrificed. He did actually receive him back from the dead. Okay. All of y'all people that are complaining right now. I know you all have heard the Kim Clement prophecy. And everybody, oh, Trump's going to get his two terms and all this, that, and the other. We are looking at an Isaac moment right now. And we've got people that are out there saying, sorry, my, I want to change the way I'm sitting because my back's hurting. Okay, here we go. We've got people out there saying, we just want to give up on Trump. Well, you certainly were not going to be an Abraham moment when God said, sacrifice Isaac. We all have Isaacs in this world that we have to be willing to say, God, even if this thing goes completely wrong, even if I have to sacrifice my own son, I am willing to believe that you will raise him from the dead. And this word right here in Hebrews 11 says that Abraham did receive Isaac back from the dead because he was as good as dead because he was going to sacrifice him because he was going to obey God, even though he was told that is in his old age. Remember this, guys. Some of you don't know Bible stories. That's okay. Isaac was like, or Abraham was really uh, old. So was Sarah. I tell God every day I don't want to be that old when I have a baby. But if, I, if, if, if it comes down to that, that's what I'm believing. I know I'm going to have children. I don't care if I'm Sarah's age. But they were really old. Like, no one has children in their 90s. Doesn't happen. But they did. And God had told him 
your descendants that are going to be as numerous as the sand in the sea and the stars in the sky, which, by the way, never stop. It never stops. So anybody that thinks at the end of the world, reassess your end time theology there when you think about that. The stars never stop developing. The sand of the sea is constantly being created. And it came through one, one person. God said, through Isaac shall all of this stuff that I have promised you happen. And then God tells him to kill Isaac. Now, a lot of people had all their hopes in Trump, like in Isaac. Through Trump, America shall fill in the blank. And it looks like we have to sacrifice our Isaac. But do you still believe? Regardless of whether it's Trump, all the stuff that God's promised about America is going to come to pass. But we have to be willing to lay down our Isaac, trusting and believing that God can even raise it from the dead. But most of us don't have that faith. We would, we believe that in a moment like Abraham, we would do what he did. And yet in the most tiny, inconsequential, in comparison thing, we're at this Red Sea moment. We're at this Isaac moment. And we're like, well... I don't think that God can raise this election from the dead. I don't think that God can raise America. Do you know how many comments I've read over the past few days? America's just dead. It's gone. It's over. Y'all can throw up your hands if you want. But after the fact, when we look at the footage of what happened, we're going to see that you gave up and the rest of us fought and we won. And you're going to feel ashamed. You will feel ashamed that your flesh got the better of you. And you were not like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you were not like these greats. But I choose to try as best as I can to join the ranks of these people. And I know that if you guys are watching me right now and you've stayed in this far, then you are too. All right? I'm going to keep going. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in prayer over the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when nearing the end of his life, Reference to the promise of God for the departure of the Israelites out of Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his own bones. Y'all know that? Did you know that? Joseph was like, listen, we're in Egypt right now, but I know the promise of my forefathers, of my daddy and my granddaddy and my great granddaddy. I know the promise that God gave them. So when you guys get out of Egypt and all of this slavery, make sure you take my bones with you to that promised land. That's faith. That's Jacob. By faith, Moses, after his birth, was kept concealed for three months by his parents because they saw how comely the child was and they were not overawed and terrified by the king's decree. Whoa. Some of y'all in this movement, not watching me, because I know if you're watching me, you're not, you, this does not apply to you. Some of the people in the movement are overawed and terrified by the king's decree. But you guys that are listening to me are not. You guys are Moses's. By faith, Moses, when he had grown to maturity and become great and refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, because he preferred to share the oppression and suffer the hardships and bear the shame of the people of God, rather than have fleeting enjoyment of a sinful life, he considered the contempts and abuse and shame we've all been going through for the past two to six years, okay, all that shame and that contempt, was for Christ. Wait, what? You're telling me that Moses did it for Christ? Yes. All the way back then, he did it for Christ. And that's what we're getting to. The Messiah who was to become, to be greater wealth. He considered all this stuff for Christ and, the, and to be greater wealth than all the treasures in Egypt. For he looked forward 
and away to the reward and the recompense. By faith he left Egypt behind him, being unawed and undismayed by the wrath of the king. We must be unawed and undismayed by the wrath and the tyranny that we are seeing all around us. For he never flinched, but held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is invisible. Are you all with me here? Can I get an amen in the chat? Listen, we must continue our race and be awed and gazing at Jesus as we fight this good fight of faith and stop being awed and terrified by the tyranny going on. He says, he never flinched and held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is invisible. That's where we need to be. That's what we need to be doing. Unflinching in what God has told us to do. Unflinching. I want to be like that. Pray, pray to God to make you that way. God, help me in my unbelief and my doubts. I'm going to skip over a, a, a couple of verses here. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them. But um, Oh, I'm back in the King James. Hang on. By faith, the prostitute was not destroyed along with those who refused to believe and obey because she had received the spies in peace. And what shall I say further? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, uh, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by the help of faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promised blessings, and closed the mouths of lions, extinguished the power of raging fire, escaped the devourings of the sword, out of frailty and weakness, won strength, and became stalwart, even mightily and restless in battle, rooting alien hosts. What is that? Routing, getting them out. Kicking these people out of our nation. These aliens. You know, that's the thing. Who is it? Those, those crazy people that keep saying with the reptilians and the aliens. Guys, there's no reptilians. There's no aliens. There are demonic forces and there are people that are aliens in a righteous nation that do not belong here that must go. That's it. There's no extraterrestrials. But there are people that should not be here. So by faith, these people got rid of these people that should not be there. Some women received again their dead by a resurrection. Others were tortured to death with clubs, refusing to accept release, offered on the terms of denying their faith, so that they might be resurrected to a better life. Others had to suffer the trial of mocking and the scourging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were lured with tempting offers to renounce their faith. They were sawn asunder. I mean, they were cut in half. Where are y'all? Nobody's being cut in half here, y'all people. It's not that bad. We are not being sawn asunder. We can do this. We're not facing what these people were facing. They didn't even have Jesus Christ inside of them. They had to look afar that Jesus was going to come. You're not being sawn asunder. They were slaughtered by the sword. They were alive. They had to go about wrapped in the skins of sheep and goats, utterly destituted, oppressed, cruelly treated, men of whom the world was not worthy. Oh! The founding fathers are men whom the world was not worthy. These greats in the Bible are men of whom the world is not worthy. Let us be men and women of whom the world is not worthy. And when we become men and women of whom the world is not worthy, we will fix 
everything. And I mean everything because these people didn't even have Jesus. Everything changed 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And then uh, 40 years later in 70 AD, the temple fell and everything stopped. Everything changed. The sacrifices stopped. There was a complete transfer of power. Everything changed. You, you can't even imagine and fathom a world prior to Jesus Christ. People that aren't saved cannot imagine and, and fathom a world without Jesus Christ having come and do, did what he has done. Okay? Everything is different now. And so we ought, if they can be men and women of whom the world is not worthy, how much more can we when we have Jesus Christ inside of us, right? All of these things, though they won divine approval by the means of their faith, they did not receive the fulfillment of what was promised because God had us in mind and had something better and greater in view for us so that they, these heroes and heroines of faith, should not come to perfection apart from us before we could join them. Therefore, since we are surrounded, here it comes. This is the whole point that I read this whole chapter. You guys stay with me and God bless you. I love you. I'm going to give you a hug. Thank you. Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every incumbent and unnecessary weight and that sin which is so readily and daftly and cleverly, deftly, excuse me, cleverly clings to us and entangles us. And so let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. I told y'all this was the Amplified Bible. The appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Guys, 2020, all that's happening right now, this past week, even Trump's speech last night, everything is set to distract us from Jesus. We must not look away and we must gaze unflinchingly like the just said about Moses on Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher. What God started, he will finish. I'm going to tell you right now, what God started in Trump, with Trump, and with the mega movement, he will finish. I can't promise you that it will be with Trump or without him. I don't know. God has not revealed that to me, but I can guarantee you that the mega movement, the Make America Great Again, Expand the Kingdom of God movement, what God started with it, he absolutely unequivocally will finish it. You guys hold on to that unflinchingly like Moses. Bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, this is Jesus, endured the cross and despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous oppression and bitter hostility against himself. Reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you may not grow weary or exhausted, losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. You have not yet struggled and fought agonizingly against sin, nor have you yet resisted and withstood to the point of pouring out your own blood. Boom. Oh my gosh. Mic drop. Stop. Full stop. Full stop. We have not done what Jesus did and even what so many of these other saints have done and poured out our own blood. There are very few people in this world who have. God bless them, but I can guarantee you 
all but guarantee you that no one watching my show right now, listening to the sound of my voice has done this. Pouring out and withstood to the point of pouring out your own blood. And you have completely forgotten the divine word and appeal and encouragement in which you have reasoned with and addressed, have you, excuse me, have you, addressed as sons. My sons, do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved and corrected by him. For the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves, and he punishes and even scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. We are going through a scourging, a correction time right now. God is doing this to us because he loves us. And it says, I'm skipping ahead a few verses. For at the time, no discipline brings joy. It seems grievous and painful, but afterward it yields a peaceable fruit and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's what's happening. So it says then, brace up and reinvigorate and set right your slackened and weakened and drooping hands and strengthen your feeble and palaced and tottering knees. And cut through and make firm and plain and smooth and straight paths for your feet. Yes, make them safe and upright and happy paths that go in the right direction so that the lame and the halting limbs may not be put out of joint, but rather be cured. I could keep going. Your homework is to finish Hebrews 12. We have an opportunity I want to retitle this video, but I'm not going to, but y'all can know it in your heart. May we become men and women of whom this world is not worthy. And when we become those men and women of whom this world is not worthy, like those that have gone before us, everything is going to change and everything is going to be fixed. And I'm hoping that every person that ever listens to our show watches this video because we are going to need to be on the same page on the same team moving forward so share this video with as many people as you possibly can because this is where we're headed and there has to be a game plan and the game plan is that it's time for the church to take this thing over the Patriot Movement is going to continue to do what the Patriot Movement is, is doing. And I include Trump in that. Let them do that. Encourage and support as best you can in that. Meanwhile, this is like Nehemiah's wall. We're on our different section of the wall. And it's the biggest section. It's been a breach for a long time and we have not been standing in the gap. And now it's time for the church to repair our section of the wall. Let me tell y'all something. And I'm going to end with this. Actually, we'll end with prayer today. The Patriots have repaired their side of the wall. They've done it. They've done everything that they need to do. They've, they have not missed a mark on repairing their section of the wall. But the biggest gaping hole is the church. The church's responsibility. That's our wall. And we have got to get to work and fix it and repair it. And it's, it's a wall that has been being attacked for over a hundred years. But here's the good news. God exists outside of time. Time means nothing to him. He had the sun stand still, right? We can do it like that, but we have to actually do it. So how do you do it? Get your kids out of public school, 
open up the word of God, start confessing the truth, praying God's will in heaven as it is on earth and be unashamed and bold. Crave the word of God. Get in it. Get in moments. Start spraying, praying in the spirit. Ask God to baptize you in the Holy Ghost so that you can pray out his will by speaking in tongues, things that you don't understand. That's how you pray out the will of God. When you don't know what the will of God is, you pray in your heavenly language. That's what it's for. You should be doing it all day, every day. So we're going to end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for everyone that is tuned into this because they have tuned in because they are hungry to do your will. They are hungry for the answers. They are ready to stand in the gap. They are ready to build our portion of the wall. They are ready to stand in the water like the priests and have it separate so that the people behind us can walk across on dry land. They are ready to do it. So, Father God, I pray that you endow them, that you anoint them, that you set them apart, that you give them extra gifts, extra anointings, that you bless their families so they don't have to worry about anything else. You bless their finances. You bless every area of their lives so they have nothing left to do but to focus on the job at hand, which is fixing our nation. So, Father God, I just pray for provision, for healing, for salvation of family members, for everyone that is tuning in, that is ready to stand in this fight, because, God, they are too busy doing your work to focus on those other things. So take care of those things for them. Lord God, bless our nation. Give us righteous leaders. They're not rulers. They are leaders. It was historically rulers in the Bible of God, but we don't have rulers in America. We, as the body of Christ, are the rulers. We reign. So bless our leaders and our representatives. And may the pastors, that's another thing, guys, right now, you need to start praying for the pastors that they speak out the will and the word of God unashamedly. And if they are not going to do it, that God remove them from their congregation. And give it over to another shepherd that will properly shepherd. We cast down this woke culture in our churches. We say, get thee behind us, Satan. You are going to turn into universalists. The real body of Christ is arising. Father God, last night you spoke to us and you said that we are taking the lead ahead of Trump. May we lead well. May you give us the giftings and the anointing and show us what we need to do. Unite us as a team. Take us to where we need to go in this moment, in this hour, together. I bind and gag division. I bind and gag Satan from speaking out of the mouths of those in the patriot movement. We, we literally are gagging the mouth of the lion in this moment. That people will not be able to speak on any social media platform, anything but the will of God in our movement. They will not be able to, to, to pull down and destroy, but only to build up and restore. Right now, we declare and we decree these things in the name of Jesus. Lord God, may we become men and women of whom this world is not worthy in this hour. May we become the John Adams. May we become the Thomas Jeffersons, the Abrahams, the Isaacs, the Jacobs, the Enochs, the Davids, the Moseses, the, the Sarahs. Believing by faith, even if we don't see it with our eyes, we know what your will is. Father God, show us how we can pray out your will and manifest it. May we expand the kingdom of God. And most of all, and most importantly, Father God, we pray for revival in America. May we see the third great awakening happen and happen very, very quickly. We don't need underground churches like they have in Iran. We can celebrate Jesus in the streets and everywhere we go. And we thank you ahead of time that you are going to accomplish this 
very soon, Lord, very soon. We thank you for, for shutting down censorship so that we can speak freely everywhere we go and proclaim the will and the word of God, which applies to everyday events. And no longer will we have to say the jab or, or self-censor ourselves because we have freedom of speech in America and freedom of speech includes the truth. We have the freedom to say the truth anywhere we want in America and no one can shut it down. We decree and we declare these things and we seal them all up in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm so proud of you guys for sticking with me today. I'm so proud of you. Take this video and share it everywhere you possibly can. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. Bye, guys.